0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And as we record this particular podcast on the 15th of September 2022, we pay tribute to one of our most beloved and cherished leaders in the form of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, who served the country with such an immense devotion to duty throughout Her entire days, Um, and we also wish our very best to King Charles III, who, of course, succeeds her on the UK throne. Um, I'm delighted to actually say that joining me on the program today is Tony Westington, the managing director at Secure Innovation, a company based in Saltash, Cornwall, which develops security technologies. Um, This business was initially founded in the 80s as Spinnaker International to specifically solve a growing crime problem around cash in transit thefts, and today the business business is thriving. It's rebranded. And let's just talk a little bit about why it's decided to go in that direction. Um, Tony, a very warm welcome to you then. And thank you for joining us on the show. It's a real pleasure having you with us.
1: Thanks. God. Pleasure to be here.
0: Real pleasure having you alongside me as well, Tony. Now, um, I've mentioned there that uh, the company took the decision this year to rebrand. And albeit, obviously, you've been incredibly successful to uh, to date in uh, your endeavors. And that was a decision that you took that felt was more representative of the direction the business was going in. So just for those that might not be sort of familiar with uh, the business and the decision that it's taken, why is it that you decided to sort of go down that route?
1: Yeah, the i mean as you as you mentioned um we we were established in the 80s um and uh the the nature of the business protecting uh cash and assets uh, has meant that over the years we've um developed a whole range of different technologies um and uh, the diversification is now um are so great so wide that um we feel we can apply these um, technologies to other industries. So um, to give you examples, we, we, uh, we designed electronic circuit boards. Um, these are very low powered. Um, so um, can be used in other industries. We, uh, we design um, hardware as well. We create um, uh, molded uh, products, um, uh, have, which have to be lightweight and durable. Um, so again can be applied into other industries. We create firmware um uh, for the circuit boards to run. Uh we uh we we, we do we even do um some uh chemistry related uh products. Um uh, and and more lately we are um doing more more web based um uh software. So um it's a significant in terms of depth of technology, it's really quite wide. So um, all of those things are uh, key to, to protecting cash. You know, it's becoming much more uh, sophisticated, um, the business of catching and stopping criminals. So, um, but, but because of that broad range of, of technologies we have available to us now, we can now start looking at other, other industries um, and try to solve um, uh, problems uh, for those industries as well, because that's essentially what we do, um, create designs and technology to solve problems.
0: Uh, Yeah, I see where you're coming from. So it's essentially moving away from sort of being associated just with the cash and transit industry and then just reflecting that, well, actually, we've now got a lot of fingers in a lot of different pies, basically, because our technology has developed to the point where you know the the applications are there to move it into different industries and as you say solve lots of different problems. Um, so in what sorts of areas are you sort of really looking to sort of diversify the business in the immediate future? And um, what sort of recent developments have we seen in uh, in that area?
1: So I mean, uh, just just to give you an example of the sort of thing that um we 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 recently developed. Um, a recent product is, has we we developed is to um. Tackle uh, um, particular types of ATM crime. So, um, mm. we have uh, in this country and, and in, in countries around the world a lot of um, attacks on ATM machines. We have a whole range of different systems, you know, in terms of ink staining on, on the banknotes, um, specific DNA as well, um, just to, um, uh, to, to trace uh, or, or to uh, mark a particular. Um, robbery uh, scene, and therefore the criminals ca- help catch the criminals, um, and a whole range of different products to to, to tackle those areas. But um, to, to add to that sort of portfolio, more recently we've, we've developed a product called Core, uh, mm. which is which is um, um, developed specifically to tackle um, gas attacks. So criminals will basically um, smash hope smash open the shutter of an ATM machine, um, put in a, a pipe, um, um, and fill the machine with gas, and then basically blow it up. So and a surprising number of those attacks, um, and then the, obviously very, very dangerous. Um, yeah, there's, there's been instances of, of, of people that have been injured over the years, you know, buildings catching fire. You know, people live above these these machines in, in banks and, and supermarkets and so on. So, um, we've developed a product which will literally, um, at the back of the machine, there are four four typically, five sometimes cash cassettes. Um, we've developed a product where, where you can simply remove one of those cash cassettes, which you can, um, reduces the, uh, the the price of the criminal in, in, uh, in that first step. But then you can put the, our core cassette in, and that's, that machine completely protected from, uh, from the point of view of cash.
0: Yeah, and um, obviously, I suppose the advantage with the core system is that given that it's a more up to date technology, it must be efficient, more efficient than obviously previous security measures. I imagine it's quite low maintenance as well. And I guess, obviously, um, it probably only needs sort of a certain number of checks sort of throughout its uh, throughout its shelf life, let's say. So um, I guess the idea behind this is to make it low cost, make it easy to maintain, but also sort of push out there that prevention, I suppose, is the safest way of removing the risk, not just to obviously the cash being stolen, but also damage being sustained to sort of the surrounding areas.
1: Yeah, there, is, there are some fairly industrial um uh, solutions that are already on the market for, um, for, for preventing gas attacks, but these these, as you say, are older technologies. Sometimes not the safest in terms of you know the application um, and and for uh, for users and and, and once you uh, they're usually you know um, they're in, it's a hard installation. So you, you bolt these things in place and then once once it's bolted in that that's it. Um, they usually take up a lot of space and and maybe not the best from a health and safety point of view. The idea with our system, the core, is it's simple to use, it's it's, it's very safe to use, it's clean, um, but it's also portable. So you can, if you have an estate of ATM machines, you can you can um, put the, the the unit into the high risk machines, and then move those around to different machines over time, as the risk uh, profile changes. And and that mm. does happen. You know, you get you get risk profiles change it moving from one area to the next as criminal gangs you know, uh, migrate, get caught, whatever. So, um, so so there's a lot of benefits to customers in that respect.
0: Yeah, certainly. And um, I suppose another innovation um, in this area that you're sort of rolling out at the moment is the remote planet innovation, which is um, essentially built as um, the first and only integrated cash tracking solution. But again, I think this is an example of something where you have sort of fast and accurate tracking available, then that can actually then be sort of applied to different industries as well.
1: Yeah, it's um we've been in we've been in the tracking sort of uh, arena for quite a long time because um, obviously we produce products which protect cash across the pavement. Um, you get you get those those cash products those stolen um, and um, and you need to track them. You need to know where they are. You you want to um, you want to find those uh, that cash uh, mm. and you want to find the criminals um, and lock them up. That's that's the intention. So. Um, but it's um, it's a very much in over the years we've been using very much off the shelf products from other uh, suppliers. Um, so we've developed our own, and uh, the, I mean the, the actual tracking device is relatively straightforward um, to, to produce, and and we have we have our own. Um, but um, but it's the portal which is the difficult bit. So. Um, The Internet of Things is 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 known, is out there, um, and is used very widely. But it's very it's at the very um, it's it's aimed at the mass market Mm. um, uh, side very much at the moment. So, um, you know, if you want a a a relatively low cost um, uh, tracking device, which um, you see these coming from Apple and other suppliers, um, but they you know you manufacture. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a year. Then those those sort of markets, those portals, which which will allow you to log on and look at those you know devices and find out where your asset is. Um, they're sort of they're they're fairly plentiful, but yeah, uh, for for industry um, industries like ours um, to have a a more bespoke device which has to have inputs and outputs which link to specific sensors. Um, that's much more complicated, and once you start talking about that um, that complication, and once you start talking about perhaps not tens and tens of thousands, but a few thousand here and there, it's, it becomes much more difficult to find a supplier. Mm. And then to try and find a portal that the device will talk to um, uh, is, is even more difficult. So, um, and and you know these portals are, are quite often. Um, developed for, as I said, those sort of Apple tracking, you know, Apple trackers or whatever, tracking uh, small devices and lots of them, or I don't know, coffee machines, you know, just just you know, uh, working out um, how many coffee machines uh, coffees are being dispensed in particular machines up and down a high street, or even soft drinks machines or whatever. But 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 it's typically mass market. Um, what we're now doing um, is, um, is developing our own portal uh, uh, so that we can we can actually um, uh, modify it ourselves specifically for our industry. Um, as our ind- as our core market, uh, cash in transit, uh, um, um, ATMs and so on, as that evolves, and it is evolving, it's going through an evolution at the moment, mm. um, we can modify that product specifically to... Uh, follow that market and give that market what it needs, um, mm-hmm. which is great. But that And that's sort of stage one. And then stage two is um, because we have the portal, because we have the device, um, we can then uh, tack on uh, different uh, sensors. We can modify the device. We can modify the portal relatively uh, easily. And we can apply that uh, technology to a completely different market. For example, um, you know, um, uh, the water industry so um the uh, the pollution of rivers is a, a very well known um uh, issue oh. uh, and needs a lot more work is really in its infancy i think you know there's only probably one river in the uk which has a blue badge for swimming i think um so um it's a real problem that needs tackling you see on the news quite regularly so um uh the idea is you can modify that portal. We can apply that portal that we've developed to uh, to that industry. We can modify our uh, asset um, it's not just a tracking device; it's an asset monitoring device as well. Uh, we can we can modify that and apply it to that uh, uh, industry. So that theoretically, you can have sort of smart river. You can have a river which is has uh, sensors uh, located at, periodically all the way through. Uh, its length, and then you can have those sensors talking directly to the portals. Um and you can see a, a pollution event uh, live and deal with it. That's just one example, but it can be used in many other industries.
0: Yeah, certainly seems the case. And um, I understand that you have had some backing from the uh, the European Space Agency in terms of some of its applications elsewhere as well. So it seems to be exciting times for this particular type of technology.
1: Yeah, it's um, the. I'm um, get, getting the European Space Agency backing is not straightforward as you can probably imagine. So um, to have their backing, their support, and some financial support is absolutely fantastic. And and they gave it to us because um, they could see that um, there was a need for this type of product in our own industry. There was more to be done. Um, the, the the cash the cash industry needed um, uh, a better system, uh, better products, but, um, availability of better products, and they could see that. Um, as I just said, you know that there are other industries which suffered the same as ours uh, with the availability of the, this type of technology. So, um, and that uh, you know, um, we we are talking to other companies um, who are who 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 can uh, demonstrate a need for this. Uh, who say that you know, literally, the products that are available to them um, are few and far between, and are you know either too expensive or, or um, don't have that level of technology that they require and the, the European Space Agency have seen that uh, recognise that as well mm-hmm. uh, which is why they supported us.
0: It. And It's incredibly exciting and uh, we talked about just some of the applications uh, that this technology can have, I mean you talked about utilities, you talked about various other um, uh, industries as well and I suppose it's important to kind of have that diversification in what you're doing isn't it because if we think about sort of the, uh, the cash in transit industry at this point in time Uh, particularly so since the pandemic there's been a lot made about the sort of increased uh, proliferation of sort of uh, card um, transactions and the declining use of cash and there is more and more talk of a cashless society in future so having that diversification in the business I suppose from your point of view is going to be incredibly important isn't it?
1: It is long term I think um we don't have any concerns in the the sort of uh short to medium term Mm. um I think, you know, we've all seen over time, haven't we, that um, the, uh, the cash industry has, has evolved and, and, uh, and, and cash use has gradually reduced as, as these different payments, we, and we all use, most of us use them, uh, different um, cash payment um, uh, options that, uh, arrive on the scene. Um, and they still evolve and you, you can go in now and you can pay pay by card, Apple Pay, and, and the, 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 um, the limits increase and so on. And it's great and it's convenient. But in truth, you know, um, uh, there is still a huge part of society, uh, and a large uh, section of that uh, society is disadvantaged in some way. Older people, wow. uh, poorer people, unbanked, um, who need cash, Um and it's also, so, 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 you know, those, and you see these um, the, these these businesses, which you totally understand um, are going cashless or trying to go cashless, but actually you're disadvantaging a, a group of society in that, you know, you, so um, it's, uh, in the long term, is it the wise thing to do? I, I don't think it is. Um, mm. So I think, I think we need cash. You need, electronic payments is great. Internet related paint, great, but you need cash alongside it because it's the only form of payment um where well, you don't need the internet or or power in some respect um because you know we've all been in situations um you know I've been to the cinema recently the car machine didn't work I had to go to a cash point to get um some cash um I went to a concert recently again they did they didn't have a of the location of the concert um uh, it didn't have um a connection to the internet so um we had to pay by cash so it's and also you know as as time goes on um the um we, we see that uh inflation is increasing um mm. people are starting to use cash more to 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 uh, be careful and watch their spend um, and um, so it, and it's always gonna. I think it's always gonna be needed as a backup. We inter, you get internet outages, you get websites that um, that crash. You know, Visa's website crashed um, some months ago. Mm. Uh, various banks' websites go down. You know, I think it was was wasn't it RBS last year that had a couple of um, uh, big outages. So, um, and what are people doing uh, whilst whilst that's happening? You know, um, uh, we've had um, supermarkets again, who have problems with um, connections to the internet, and then they have cash payments only for an hour or so until they get it back online or whatever it might be. So um, if you don't have that physical form of of, uh, of, of payment uh, available as a backup, um, we, we leave ourselves vulnerable as a society.
0: I think that's very right. Um, I think um, it's it's incredibly important when you think about disadvantaged groups of society, isn't it? When you think older people who might not be sort of as technically literate with, um, obviously, uh, the use of technology, the use of online banking, the use of cards. That's hugely um, important to consider on the one hand, um, how business, um, if it's moving cashless, can disadvantage those groups. But you're very, very right about the fact that going cashless, it does increase our reliance on technology, doesn't it? And you, you mentioned uh, sort of the uh, the chaos when um, sort of different websites go down. Um, it casts my mind back actually to, um, I think it was in 2018, when for a period of around a day or so, uh, Visa actually went down. So no card transactions were possible. And it was sometimes difficult for people to actually get money out of ATMs. So I, I completely understand where you're coming from there. I mean, and uh, we do need to be very, very careful, don't we, about just how much we sort of pin all of our hopes on technology because we're always likely to require that backup plan and um, in the current sort of cost of living situation I do think you're also very right in saying that When you withdraw cash, you know exactly how much money you've got there and when it's gone, it's gone. So it's um, a much better way, isn't it, of monitoring just what your resources are, how much you have to spend and you can use that as a much better way of budgeting. Because if you get sucked into that routine of essentially just tapping your card, contactless payments, you're not really taking a, a proper note of what's going out, are you?
1: you know and it, it's it's um it, and it's critical for some people that they 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 do draw cash out and they can watch as you said they can watch that spend and and as inflation increases as gas prices go up and energy prices go up and food prices go up it becomes more and more important to them um so and and you know i think um but but the bottom line will always be um if you don't have a physical form of payment which um it uh, doesn't require the internet or power as you always have that as a backup system and it has to be circulated in societies to make it viable um you you always you will leave yourself vulnerable i mean we, we we saw um uh we saw a big dip in the use of cash through the um uh, COVID, um uh, pandemic didn't mm, we and yes. um that um it, i think it, it sort of i think uh, you know we we were Obviously, quite close to the industry, so we saw we saw the um, the effects of that, and um, it, it was quite actually quite devastating for some of our customers for quite some time. So, um, but but it has bounced back, and it's probably on average, if you look across UK, Europe, and, and other parts of the world, it's probably bounced back to seventy-five percent of what of uh, in terms of usage level uh, to what it was before the 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 COVID uh, pandemic. Um, but you know in some countries like the netherlands i believe they they they've actually um it's been increasing so it's gone beyond what it was in mm. uh in early 2020 so it's a strange it's a strange thing so um but, but as i suppose as society grows as as um, economies grow you you need more anyway so um uh, because because there's more value being distributed around um uh, the, the economy so um as you said um, quite rightly it it has to be available it has to be available as as an alternative payment it has to be available for disadvantaged groups in society Um, so um, and we're seeing that stabilize now and and, and, uh, there's been a I mean you can imagine it you get the giant um, you get the giant um, uh, 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 companies like Apple and and Mastercard and Mm -hmm. they're all keen obviously to, to push uh, their products and and uh, that has a huge impact, but it um, has a huge influence on 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 cash. But but the, but the common sense comes back and says actually yes, you know all that all you know those sort of players provide a good product and service, but you can't rely on it 100%. So um, you have to have a you have to have a backup plan, you have to have an alternative, and that has to be circulating society. And there is nothing else but cash um, which can do that absolutely
0: right and so it's going to be interesting to see exactly what trajectory the future of cash does take but I, I do think you're absolutely right um, I think there is always going to be a place for it somewhere um, and just thinking about the uh, the future just before we wrap up on the uh, the program today Tony um, if we look ahead over the, uh, the next 12 months perhaps given all that um, you've sort of Hoping to sink your teeth into over the uh, the next uh, year following the uh, the rebrand. I was just wondering if there are any sort of significant milestones or goals that you're looking to accomplish, perhaps by this time next year.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, the the um, the key thing is we're about to launch uh, the the portal which I mentioned earlier. The, the brand of that mm-hmm. portal is is called Remote Planet, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that uh, that um, will be that that website will be remote um, that that's a, that's a big milestone for us, for the European Space Agency support. That will come into our industry, into the cash and transit industry first, and then over the next 12 months, we'll, we'll gradually um, uh, filter out into other industries, as I've mentioned before, um, which is great. Um, we... We are expanding further in terms of our our reach. We are we operate in um, some 11 countries at the moment, Mm. um, with 150 staff. Uh, We we we've invested uh, significantly in uh, and continue to invest in uh, new service centres in Europe. Um, So we have a service centre in. Uh, in Belgium, in Austria, in Ireland. Uh, we have a new one open. We're going to have a new one opening in the UK, uh, a new one in France uh, next year, uh, which is great. And um, we have an office opening in India as well. Um, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is the challenges of um, uh, staff uh, recruitment and retention. That's been a difficult issue for us to deal with over the last uh, few years, triggered by Brexit and, and COVID, um, I think. so um our staff turnover as 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 is the case most companies i think um has increased has been it's at its highest level ever um so there's a challenge there and and we you know um to tackle that we're introducing new technologies and and uh different working practices across the uh company but um uh one of the uh solutions to our um uh, recruitment, uh, particularly of technical staff, is to have an office in India, so we're doing that as well. So uh, we're we're pretty excited about doing that. And 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 you know, one of their tasks will be um, in this uh, current climate with inflation, um, uh, but everyone but everyone watching costs as well uh, is to is to look at um, uh, streamlining products, cost reduction, redesigning circuit boards to get costs out, and so on. So. Um, that's quite a uh, quite a big task in itself and then we have um, we've also diversified in that we bought a supplier um which we've rebranded as british energetics this is a um a a, a key supplier to us mm. of very small pyrotechnic devices um and uh they're absolutely key to our products um but um they don't really commercialize those products so uh we're going to start um commercialising some of those products um their uh, what well, their new website when it is soon to be up and running Britishenergetics.net uh, and um, yeah we're going to we're gonna, we're developing new products as well we're working uh, quite closely with um, Cranfield University at the moment to develop uh, um, a new pyrotechnic um, smoke device which is completely breathable and safe to breathe which uh, very few devices are so um, we're quite excited about that as well so. Yeah, that as well as um, uh, continuing to uh, develop some different versions of of some of our ATM systems, A2M, um, uh, which is ongoing. Um, So increasing the range of different manufacturer's cassettes that we provide. Um, Yeah, and uh, and then the usual day-to-day on top of that.
0: Sounds like you've got plenty to be focusing on over the course of the next 12 months, Tony. And uh, I'm really excited to uh, to see how, uh, how this all transpires for you. So I think it'd be great to uh, maybe catch up on the programme in future and just see exactly where it is all heading. Um, but for now, I mean, I have to say, best of luck with uh, everything that you've got planned. And um, I think it would be great to, uh, to, as I say, to catch up in future about all of that.
1: I'd like that very much, Scott. Thanks very much for your time.
0: It's been fantastic. And to everybody tuning into the podcast today, I do hope that you have thoroughly enjoyed the interview with Tony Westington from Secure Innovation today. And if you do want to have a look at the business's uh, new website, uh, com, I believe, would be the best port of call, wouldn't it there, Tony? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. So please do go ahead and have a look at that. And uh, if you um, have uh, been tuning into the podcast today and you feel that you have your own story of success and of innovation to come and share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to Beyond the Programme yourself via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time, I've been your host, Scott Chaloner on the Leaders' Council podcast today with our guest from Secure Innovation, Tony Westington. Please all take care and goodbye.